This episode of Behind the Bots is brought to you by FingerTech Robotics, North America's top manufacturer of combat robotics parts. If you're interested in building your first combat robot, check out FingerTech's Viper Kit, which includes everything you need to build a fully functional, competitive ant weight. FingerTech also carries a complete line of wheels, hubs, motors, and other components if you want to build a bot from the ground up. Check them out online at www.fingertechrobotics.com. ourselves out of a turkey-induced coma, this is Behind the Bots, the podcast that brings you the stories of the builders behind BattleBots. I'm Chris. I'm Luke. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Kyle. And today on the podcast, we're having a special abbreviated episode due to the long holiday weekend, and we'll be back with a full episode next week. Luke, can you pass the corn pudding? We'll wrap up the show with this week's installment of Robots Around the World. If you like our show... Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, CastBox, Player FM, and Podbean. You can follow us on Facebook at Behind the Bots and tell a friend. We really appreciate your support. Uh, before we get to the news, uh, this past week was Thanksgiving. And uh, I know that as friends, we were talking a little bit about uh, what we're thankful for this week. Um, so thoughts, I guess, first on Thanksgiving, you know, how was everybody's Thanksgiving and, uh, what were you thankful for? Oh man. So this year's Thanksgiving was the first time the family kind of got together. Um, and we got together at a local gunning club because it's South Jersey and that's what you do. Whoa. And, um, it was really nice. It was really nice. The kids all played like out in the yard we had a lot of fun it was really good the food was really good and um yeah can't complain about thanksgiving at all what i'm thankful for this year is my uh amazing wife ellie um she's just the best i love her a lot and i'm really thankful for those two kiddos of mine they're really cool hudson just turned seven today so uh, i've been thinking about him a lot happy birthday hudson that's awesome yeah, he's pretty he's pretty happy to be seven. He says that's big kid stuff right there. Seven is big kid stuff. Very true. Very true. Are there. Um, OK, <laughs> Kyle, I have so many questions. First off, OK, you went to a gun club. Did you shoot guns on Thanksgiving? Yeah. OK, we did awesome. not shoot guns. No, we oh. did not. No, but you went to a gun club. Just no guns at the gun. Correct. Club. Yeah, no guns. No, there was Thanksgiving dinner at the gun club, but no guns. Did you eat any guns? Uh, sadly, no, we did not eat any guns. And we certainly did not eat any ammo. Uh, that would make it for the most expensive Thanksgiving dinner ever right now. Okay. Uh, was this like a gun club event? Like were there a hundred families there? Or did you guys rent out the gun club and bring your own Thanksgiving? No, no. One of... Uh, one of Ellie's cousins is a founder at this gun club and thus has access to it uh, when it is not like open for official business. Um, but it's ba- like they've got a like a cash bar there and um, like a full kitchen 
and you know processing area for uh for various meats so yeah it, it's a great place to have a thanksgiving dinner for sure i love it okay so this is what you're personally thankful for do you have things that you're uh robotically thankful for from uh from robot world Yes, I am constantly thankful for Charles Guan's hot takes on the world. Oh, my God. Kyle, did you read his latest blog? I did read his latest blog. It is fire, absolute fire, Um, just a scathing critique of the state of combat robotics right now. I don't necessarily agree with all of it, but I appreciate his perspective and his hot takes. And, um, you know, as usual, I'm just thankful for Charles Guan's rather free thinking mind. It's great. I love it. Okay. I didn't put Charles's latest blog into the news, so maybe we could just talk about it very briefly. Kyle, uh, sure. Charles was saying, basically, if I'm reading this correctly, he's feeling a little burnt out on large scale combat robotics competitions. Is that right? Yeah. Well, even small scales combat robotics competitions. He he talked about this a little bit when he was on with us last. Um, but he's burnt out on the fact that it's becoming a money race. And it's not, you know, like back in the day, people would um, use motors that weren't intended for combat. They would be intended for like wheelchairs or whatever. And, you know, people would take drill motors and use those as their weapon motors. And you know what I mean? Like take apart stuff from Harbor Freight and build a robot and now, you know, if you're not buying FingerTech pre-battle hardened gear, you're just not going to be able to keep up with everybody. Um, and he just he, like he said that uh, he's really amazed that he's been able to sustain a five figure hobby at this point in his life, um, which I think is, you know, probably between overhaul and everything else that he does. That's probably a pretty accurate number. And he's not even the biggest spender in the game. You know what I mean? Like by any means, by any stretch of the imagination. Um, So for him, I think a lot of the charm was kind of figuring out how to do what you could with what you had and being successful with it. And now it is harder to be successful without putting lots of money and engineering thought behind what you're doing. Hmm. And, um, you know, I I understand where he's coming from. I also think that, uh, you know, there's... There's different ways to play a game, and uh, perhaps there is still a place for that kind of a game that Charles likes. Um, but yeah, BattleBots and other competitions like Norwalk are definitely not heading in that direction anymore. I think. All right. I I think part of it is that right now we just have one kind of format, right? Which is for BattleBots once a year, two weeks, right? And we're going to film a huge TV show. And for that reason, we only have one flavor of show because that's all we have. It's not like there's BattleBots A and B, right? There's art bots and competition bots, you know? Um, And same thing at Norwalk, you know, we have six qualifiers and a finals event. It feels like it's seven little miniature BattleBots competitions in a year, right? Yep. So the solution, I'm assuming, is like we're just creating more types of competitions, right? Like maybe we create a just wooden robots competition or, you know, nothing like no spinners competition, just lifters or whatever, you know? Like, is that... Yeah, ban all spinners and battle boats. Battle boats has to happen. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of interesting, you know? It's like... Um, there. You see this with other sports, like, you know, if you think about auto racing, for example, right, NASCAR and F1, every single car is the exact same, right? Like, that's kind of the, 
egg beater vertical spinner equivalent, right? Um, kind of yes, m- meta on meta, right? But we also have, you know, um, figure eight racing and um, m- like miniature car racing. We have, you know, 24 hours of Le Mans, you know, we have um, art car shows, you know, like that kind of thing. Like there's just more um, different types of competitions. Um, not everything is NASCAR and F1. Um, and it's kind of sounds like that's where he wants to see our sport go, you know, just more competitions for more different types of robots, not just always vertical spinners, you know, um, that cost $50,000, you know? Yeah. Or, uh, in Norwalk, just, you know, uh, variously plastic armored bots with, uh, with, uh, egg drums, you know what I mean? Finger tech egg drums. Like I, I, I understand where he's coming from, but, um, I think there's room for both still. You know what I mean? There's still there's still fun bots that pop up, uh, but it is becoming more and more rare. Hmm. All right. Good thankfulness. All right, uh, Chris, Lindsay, what what are you thankful for this this year? I'll pass it to Lindsay because she has one that's way better than mine. All right. So the number one thing, robotics wise and maybe life wise, that I am thankful for this year is our newest addition to the podcast, Nicole who you may not have heard her in a few episodes. She's got a lot going on, but she's still behind the scenes doing our editing, being a, a freaking champion. Um, you know, I edited for a couple years. Chris Chris also was like our editor earlier on in, in the day. And, um, you know, there's a lot of editing work <laughs> that goes on behind the scenes. Um, to, you know, bring you, you know, somewhat seamless episodes, um, and having Nicole step into our editor role has just been like the biggest lifesaver and she does such an amazing, awesome job. And I just want to, you know, really thank her for everything she does because it's not easy and it's very time consuming. Um, and she does it for us as a volunteer because we don't make any money on this podcast. We mostly only lose money. <laughs> so uh, if we ever do monetize, which could be a potential thing, I will make sure that we give everything to Nicole. Yeah, because it's hard and she does such a great job. So yeah. thank you, Nicole, um, from from all of us. You are amazing and you're awesome. And we're so happy and lucky to have you as part of our team. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you, Nicole. Uh, yes, Nicole. Just uh, absolutely. Chris, uh, what are you thankful for? Robotics-wise, personal-wise? Um, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm thankful uh, that, again, I said this actually during the last Norwalk stream, that we all get to hang out and talk about robots once a week. And it's, it's, a, it's a thrill of a lifetime, and I, I love doing it. I just, you know, uh, sleep, eat, and breathe. Uh, this stuff and it's just now you know even making a bot and seeing what the other side is like that that's been a lot of fun and it's been a gift to like be kind of welcomed by some of the folks that were so nice to to you know help me out help me figure out how to get this thing across the starting line and I don't know I just I had a great year with with the sport and I'm I'm excited and thankful that uh, it, it's still around and it's still growing. Oh, I love that. That's such a great answer. Um, uh, personally, let's see, I'm thankful for, uh, family. Uh, got some family news that's going to come up in the next year. It's all good stuff. And, um, 
really looking forward to, you know, what uh, 2022 is going to hold for all of us, um, which is great. I don't know. I feel like I'm being kind of cryptic uh, for no reason. But um, yeah, 2022 is going to be good. Um, and then robot wise, let's see. I am thankful for creativity in the sport. Like I really, really, really love seeing um, like new builds and being able to see them at Norwalk uh, and kind of like sit, sit there front row and watch like the development of the sports is uh, something that I'm super, super thankful for. So yeah, just happy that, uh, I don't know, just kind of happy with where, where we're at right now. You know, it's, uh, it's good. It's good stuff. So, uh, yeah, I guess happy Thanksgiving, everybody else. Um, all right. Uh, time for this week's Combat Robotics News. I have four news items for you today. First up, the teams behind Glitch and Hijinks this week introduced Black Friday deals for fans, offering discounts of 10% and 15%, respectively. Meanwhile, this week, we got fresh merch drops from Huge, Kraken, and Witch Doctor. Huge is out with its 2021 stickers and poker chips, while Kraken is selling limited edition handmade pendants. Witch Doctor is selling battle-damaged parts from their robot. Check out details on each team's respective Facebook pages. Simo Captain Craig Danby this week launched a new Patreon page, offering up an exclusive behind-the-scenes look at his shop and regular live Q&A sessions with his patrons. Join me and the other Danby fans at patreon.com slash team Danby. Team Scorpius is again stretching the boundaries of cutting-edge team swag by ordering custom M&Ms with their team's name and bot on them. It's unclear if the new M&Ms were given out at the BattleBots pits this year or just for the team themselves. And finally, Copperhead co-captain and noted YouTuber Robert Cowan has finished what he believes is the world's thinnest combat robot. He published a new video this week showing off Lolo Man version 2, a three-pound robot that measures 10 inches by 10 inches, with a height of less than one inch, with an articulated we wedge for a weapon. It is gorgeous, gives off Hellrucker and Duck vibes. Look for the link in this week's show notes. And that's it for this week's news. After the break, this week's installment of Robots Around the World. Welcome back from the break. Time for Robots Around the World. This week we're traveling to Russia. Oh no. <laughs> what bad things happen in Russia? Where a robotics company, get this, is offering 200,000 presumably US dollars to license a human face to put on their completely innocent robots. <laughs> in a press release... Promobots said it has already signed a deal to roll out its line of humanoid robots at airports, shopping malls, and retail stores in the U.S. by 2023. That's just around the corner, everybody. Uh, so last year, Arnold Schwarzenegger sued Promobots for $10 million after it created a robot that looked like him without his permission. So if you're looking to make a quick buck and you don't mind having your face licensed out to potentially killer robot hordes, this uh, opportunity could be for you. I'm curious, out of the four of us, uh, which one of us is uh, desperate enough or, <laughs> I don't know, likes this idea enough to uh, sign up and uh, try and get a shot at $200,000? 
I would do it, but I feel like trying to get that much beard hair onto the robot would be very difficult and time consuming. Just knowing what I know about attaching hair to things like that, it's a uh, it's a lot. Kyle, you're you're comfortable with being the face of like uh, mall security for the next fifty years? Is that right? Yeah, Russian mall security, you know, like um, we probably won't buy too many of these things. It'll be fine. They'll just be all over Europe and Eastern Europe, maybe some in like China and uh, Korea. And then, you know, it's fine. I'll, I'll go to those places sometimes. It'll be real quirky when I see myself, not even myself, like weird, creepy, uncanny valley version of myself. Yeah, I'd do it. You can like, break into anywhere you want if you just put on that same outfit that the security bots wear because everyone's just going to assume that you're a security Ooh. bot. But no, no, no. You're in the candy store and it's after dark. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm taking home all of the dum-dums. Is that what's happening? That's what you would go for first is the dum-dums? Uh, no. No, I probably wouldn't. But uh, my kids are currently obsessed with them, so it was the first candy that came to mind. I'd, <laughs> I'd probably end up going for uh, the Snickers. I like Snickers. What? What is a dum-dum? It's like the little lollipops, like the root beer, the butterscotch. Oh, the little tiny ones that you get at the dentist's office? That's what I was going to say. The ones that are at the dentist or at the bank. And they're so small that you're basically forced to bite into them, which is exactly what your dentist doesn't want you to do. Right. Wow. See, I don't do that. Whenever I have to uh, get one of those, I, I think they're so small that you actually can, you know, dissolve them. You don't have to bite into them. Oh, maybe yeah. uh, a weird one. <laughs> Mr. Owl. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that would that'd be fine by me. I mean, I, I, I don't know what the process would entail. I'd probably have to go somewhere to get scanned or something. Um, but I'd do it. Why not? It's easy money. So I keep getting emails reminding me that in January, your grad, uh, the like grad school loan repayments are going to be resuming. Um it was a nice little break, thanks to, I guess, COVID. Uh, but, you know, $200,000 would definitely wipe out my grad school loan. So that's a plus. But uh, I I don't... I yeah. Let's all, let's all stop beating around the bush. Luke, you got the face for this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, it's accurate. You really do. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, We've I, seen I have... Billy impression... You've already you've already mastered the robot impression, so why not just paint your face on some robots? <laughs> um, Have to learn about attaching hair. Yeah, oh that's God. true. <laughs> yeah, that's they'd true. only have to do some eyebrows, and they're good. Like no big deal. <laughs> Sorry, Luke. My my head is so large that so they could fit like in probably an eight or nine hour battery inside of this dome. You know. <laughs> There is a lot of good reasons that Luke would be the ideal model for this job. Yes, I agree. Let's send him to Russia. Lukebot is on its way. I have like the kind of vague look of incompetence that like, you know, just disarms you if you were to see a humanoid robot, you know, <laughs> they'd be like, oh, look, look at this. Look at this robot. It's not menacing at all. You know, <laughs> <laughs> And that's about it for us today. We'll be back in your feed next Wednesday with another mystery guest. We'll see you then, folks. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.